Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Guys, I'm drunk. And I started a Patreon. Ah, at patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. There you can find bonus content for both my podcast, The Writ Bites and Paleo Writ. For the Paleo Bites bonus content, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, we're talking about Jurassic World Evolution. This is my favorite game. I have 3,000 hours played on this game. I'm not exaggerating. I'd marry it if I could marry a game. But I can't. The game can't consent. Shame. I love this game. It's the best dinosaur park builder game ever. I love it. Jurassic World Evolution, baby. We talk about it on the Patreon. Link is in the description for where you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support. And have a lovely day. Don't let anyone tell you. You can't have a good day. You can have a great day. You were going to have the best day ever. I'm drunk. I'm gonna throw up. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast more hellish than the Hell Creek Formation. My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week, I'm joined by someone who does a really good impression of how I think a majungasaurus would sound like if it talked, Ben O'Regan. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Cure, everyone. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's just, yeah, here, that last episode we were on at the end, you'll hear that, listeners. So, it's pretty good stuff. Um, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there he is. <laughs> Sounds like a mix of Jabba the Hutt and Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Doc, I've never seen oh, Inspector Gadget. Not the movie in any way. I I've haven't seen either. The old I just cartoon know they voice. did in the 90s. Yeah, I, I, that's all I have reference of it. I've never seen it either. I just... Yeah. I've just heard people do imitations of Dr. Claw, and he always sounds like this, you know. So... <laughs> Okay, here's a dinosaur-related question. If you could, if you could adapt any dinosaur-related property into a major blockbuster movie, no matter how obscure or how weird, which one would you? Oh, that's easy. Dino Crisis. Dino, oh, yeah, exactly. Why did I ask? Okay. Just don't let the guy who does the Resident Evil live-action films direct it. I don't think he's a bad director by any means, but his adaptions are very loose. Yeah, like he just that guy. I think it's Paul, Paul Anderson. W. S. Anderson. He, uh, like I like his wife, Mila... Mila Djokovic, oh, I've yeah. I've forgotten the name. Um, 
Djokovic, yeah, she's a good actress. She just gets some crap roles, but... Right. Well, he yeah, just released... Just keep a, him um, away from it. He just released mm. a Monster Hunter movie, which I've heard is no good. <laughs> so, And I like Monster Hunter, mm. so that's sad. Yeah. I mean, at least his Resident Evil films, the first three or four, I'd probably just say the first three, though, like, they're... You can turn your brain off and watch them as a kind of guilty pleasure. Like, you know, they're bad, right. but they're entertaining, even though I'm sure some fans will want to crucify me for saying that. But right. Well, you know, it's he's... true. They're watchable, at least. Well, and he also did uh, the first Mortal Kombat movie, which a lot of people seem to pretty, like, enjoy as a guilty pleasure, so... And there's another film he did, like, I think it's called Pandorum or Pandorum. Oh, yeah. It's about, a, like, a colony ship that goes out from a dying earth it gets stuck um and most of the crew have devolved into these degenerate cannibals right. due to an evolutionary accelerant in a thousand years that's right time he also did death race which yeah. i think is is kind of a guilty pleasure of mine <laughs> uh the remake right with jason Stratham? state yeah exactly with jason statham yeah so yeah oh it's statham my that's bad. okay yeah he's got so he's got like a mixed resume he's got some like guilty pleasures some decent stuff some crap stuff so and I wouldn't trust him with a 10-foot pull around Dino Crisis. Yeah. It's a pretty hard series to adapt by all accounts. Like in my, not by all accounts, I mean in my opinion. Right. I don't know why I said all accounts. Yeah. But I think it can be done. I think the reason so many of these video game adaptions are crap is the studio is more interested in cash in. So yeah. like, you get people that might know it but don't know how to adapt the game. So like, get a fan to do it. That way, even if it's still kind of crap, at least it's a passion Right, project. exactly. Like, the Prince of Persia movie that Disney <laughs> did, I think it was, or whoever did it, that was halfway Yeah, decent. that was then like... I've never played the Prince of Persia game. Yeah, the so Prince of Persia maybe it movie wasn't. was pretty good. I didn't like how they got a bunch of white actors to do them and they tanned them up, but I don't know. Other than that, it was all right. Yeah, that's always going to be controversial of movies. Yeah. Like we won't get too far into it, but it's like that. I'm I, a guilty pleasure of mine is Gods of Ancient oh, Egypt. Gods of that Egypt. one that had a bunch <laughs> yeah. of the Game of Thrones. That, it's like that's good, and I do understand some of the criticisms. Like why are so many of the actors Caucasian? And it's like well, you do realize that even if they'd cast a lot of Egyptian actors, it still wouldn't appease a lot of people because there's that whole controversy over whether the ancient Egyptians were dark-skinned or not. Right. So we won't get into it. Yeah, but no, it's... You can't, it's, a, it's one of those arguments you're never going to please right. anyone, well, basically. It's, yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, one thing... You know, if they were to ever do a Dino Crisis movie, I think they should really put a Masiakosaurus in it. And speaking of which... <laughs> so. Indeed. <laughs> Masiakosaurus, it means vicious lizard. Uh... Type, it is a Noah sword theropod, a group of poorly understood meat-eating dinosaurs related to the abelosaurids. Uh, and mm. like you, we said last episode, they have some representation. Oh, maybe not. The, apparently they're ceratosaurids. Yeah, they're another type of ceratosaurid. Yeah, but they're like in the same sort of branch as the abelosaurids, because <laughs> those are also ceratosaurids. So... Oh, right, a bit like how um, Carnosaurids are an offshoot of the Ellosaurs or closely related. Yeah, so it's kind of like how the raptors mm. and the Tyrannosaurs mm. are both Silurosaurs, even that kind of thing. Or, you know? to be more accurate, the raptors and the Trudons. Right. Well, yeah, but even like the, t yeah, the raptors and the Trudons are more closely related, but they're also related to T-Rex because they're all Silurosaurs. God, I remember back when they used to say Tyrannosaurus was a Carna. It's, um, Carnotaurid, like um, the Allosaurs and all that are, because of the yes, size. Yes, I remember like, that. Nope, that's a bad way of classifying things. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> all right, Masiakosaurus. Size, 8 to 15 <laughs> feet, slash 2.8 to 4.5 meters long, 88 to 282 pounds, 40 to 128 kilograms. Those big 
ranges in weight or just because it's those are the range of estimates. Like, it was a carnivore, obviously, with those teeth. It wasn't particularly big, as you just said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, time, late Cretaceous, 71 to 68 million years ago. So it didn't quite get to the meteor. So it knew when to leave. It knew exactly when mm. to head out. <laughs> uh, location, Madagascar. And its teeth just... are its most distinctive feature. Oh, yeah, we'll get to its teeth. Uh, described in 2001, pop culture appearances. Uh, there's actually one. Uh, the preschooler-aimed CGI show Dinosaur Train has one as a character named Bucky, which is neat. Um, I think it's cool that that show... I've sh never heard of that. Yeah, Dinosaur and I've Train. I've heard of something called Dino Trucks. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that too. Yeah, no, Dinosaur Train is this CGI uh, show for preschoolers. It's like... It, it like, teaches them about dinosaurs. And it uses some really obscure ones too, which I actually appreciate. Like, so that's... It's pretty cool. It's like you go on this train that the further you go down on the track, it like takes you further back in time. So that kind of thing. So. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. At least it's not Barney tear, I guess. No, exactly. Well, Bar Barney's not really about the dinosaurs. It's about, you know, friendship and life lessons. This is about the dinosaurs. So, mm. yeah. And so. I think I think we mentioned this in a previous recording. I might have just been a chat we had, but I do have a soft spot for Barney, even though you'd be hard-pressed to find an adult that would admit to that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I have a soft spot for Barney, too, just because I, I, I would lived near the town that it was filmed, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's just one of those things, like, it's good when you're a child, when you're an adult, it's not really terrible, but you you just feel ashamed to admit that you liked it when you were younger. Yeah, no, it's, I don't think there's, I, you know, C.S. Lewis said mm -hmm. it's the one of the most childish things is to try and get rid of being childish, you know, like, you, the fear that you have to grow up is in itself childish so hmm. that's the kind of thing it's a bit like when you're a teenager a lot of teenagers will cringe at some of the disney's um mm -hmm. animated films that they like then when they hit their 20s most of them will actually be fine with mid and they like it barney's just one of those ones that because it's so kiddie-ish yeah that's a bit different story, um, but it's there's still more... cringy afterwards yeah no, it's a little different, but you know, no, no shame here. There's, this is a shit. It's a guilt-free zone here, a judgment-free zone. So, uh, so on the whole, dinosaurs had pretty uniform teeth in their mouths. Like on the whole, like while mammals have canines, molars, and other teeth with distinctive shapes from each other, each dinosaur had pretty much a single type of tooth in their mouth that they just copied throughout the rest of it. Like. Which isn't to say that dinosaurs didn't have diverse teeth like the teeth of hadrosaurs right, and yeah, what I mean, just later ornithopods are famous. Yeah, no. But yeah, I get what yeah, you mean. Yeah, what I um, mean is that they had one type yeah, of one, tooth. Each dinosaur had one type of tooth rather than like mammals which have multiple types of tooth in the single mouth. So yeah, T-Rex's teeth were all serrated and knife-like. Stegosaurus were all flat and brick-shaped, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, a select few dinosaurs, though, had a few different type of teeth in their mouths, most famously Heterodontosaurus. Uh, but one of the weirdest examples, though, is Masiakosaurus. Its teeth are basically just like these big, long... Like forward-facing, curved outwards. <laughs> it's kind of like some of those weird fish or sharks that you can sometimes find. Mm. Like if you saw its mouth, like a reconstruction of it from the right angle, it would look like um, two rakes put together. <laughs> it, it would, wouldn't almost. it? Uh, but uh, the creature's name is a mix of the traditional Greek used for many geniuses and Malagasy or Malagasy, or again, we don't know how to pronounce that, the official language of Madagascar. Uh, Masiaka and Malagasy are, means vicious. And of course, source means lizard in Greek. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So unfortunately, it was probably um, not a very good choice of name despite it sounding kind of badass because yeah. of the fact that this does not look like it was a vicious predator. I mean, its teeth were completely unsuitable for tearing larger food apart, let alone... No, it, it, they um, think it was... Meant for like grabbing meat. small things, like grabbing lizards, kind of yeah, hooking like, them easier. Yeah, or like the um, field guide the dinosaurs from the 2000s depicted it as a fish eater, but it sounds like it that probably would have, as you just mentioned, like it almost sounds like it would have been like the land equivalent of a crocodile's um, death roll. Like it grabs something with its mouth, holds onto it, and then thrashes it around to like shake the shit Right, yeah, that could, that could be cool if it did a death roll. I mean, not in a, literally a roll, but a kind of sort of thing where it kind of like uses teeth. Like a just, death shake or yeah, a death yeah, rattle something or something. Like that. Yeah, it's not doing a, a barrel roll on, on out on the land, but mm. yeah. So... I don't think even some of the pterosaurs of teeth like that would have done an aerial version of that. That would have been cool. There's a term for that. It's like aileron roll, but I don't remember what it's called. So, uh, but you know, while it might not have literally been vicious, it certainly looks like certainly looks mean. Like the front four teeth in the mm. lower jaw project forward, as do a couple in the upper jaw. And the purpose of these has long been a mystery to paleontologists. I mean, like we said, there's some theories that it, like it made it easier to grab smaller prey, like maybe fish or lizards or. It would, like you said, it would have been a hindrance mm. in tearing larger food apart. And hey, for all we know, the teeth could have been brightly coloured, so to speak, with bigger or not brightly coloured, but you know, like using displaying sexual yeah, selection, that could like have been with something. Birds, um, like the bit bigger the teeth and the better the colour, like the less decay they got them, the more it might have impressed the females. That's, for, that's a know. theory too, yeah. But it makes sense that like that it it would mm. tackle the smaller prey because this lived at the same time as Majungasaurus, so it had to fulfil mm. a different niche. So, and it definitely seems to have had some form of um, sexual dimorphism because yes. there's a robust form and a gracial form. So one of them was probably the male and the other the female, though, which is which we don't know. Right. Like, generally, the assumption is robust male, um, gracial female. But as we've seen with some species of dinosaur and some species of mammal, the females, the big one, the males, the skinny well, one. Well, one of the creatures we just talked about earlier on this recording session, a couple episodes mm-hmm. back, the uh, giant moa. The females are the big ones. So. Indeed. Exactly. Oh, I was about to get to that. <laughs> Maybe to that. Ah, we just think similarly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, some particularly bold paleontologists have suggested that these teeth would have been good at grabbing fruit, which would be weird because look at these pointy teeth. I don't think frugivore when looking at teeth like that. But you do you, paleontologists. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean we know fruit and flowers were around at the in, near the end of the Cretaceous, but... No, I I can't see that. I'm putting my 
I'm putting my foot down. This is not a fruit eater. <laughs> like, nah. Yeah, I'm going to chuck that in the bin with Jack Horner's scavenger T-Rex. <laughs> or Jack Horner's, like, Taurosaurus is the real Triceratops. Or <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted that there was a bit more of a basis for that than the scavenger Rex. I mean, I guess the scavenger Rex is based on its olfactory lobes being oh. massive, but if that thing yeah. was a scavenger, what the hell was killing all the kills? Unless it was the younger Rexes <laughs> uh, were hunters and the adult Rexes were scavengers, but then that's weird. Which, you know, I, I could buy that. Like, maybe not, like, mm. adult Rexes, but, like, old Rexes were scavengers. Like, mm. elderly mm. ones, maybe. I don't know. I could, I could buy that, but other than that, no, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Random bit of trivia to cut into this, but it just because interesting. Yeah. You might remember Andrew Sarkis, infamous for, yes. or not infamous, but seen him walking with the beast. Turns yes, out it yes, wasn't sorry. a um, creodontid or whatever they're called. It was actually an intelodont. Yeah, I heard about this. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, so they it, it was wasn't like a, a wolf wannabe with no. Um, it was more like a it pig. It was a hell pig. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's funny to me. I thought that was funny. I, I'm actually planning on doing an episode of Andrew Sarkis <laughs> later on with someone, so that should be fun. We'll definitely talk yeah. about that. Uh, Apparently, intelodonts are also closer to whales and hippos and pigs. That makes sense. They're all artiodactyls. So. Hmm. Speaking of grabbing, Masiakosaurus had somewhat long arms for a theropod, certainly much more than its close relatives, mm. the Abelosaurids. Like, these arms mm. could help with grasping the same as the teeth, maybe going after lizards, insects, scorpions, or if it was feeling particularly bold, mm. the giant frog, Bezel Bufo, mm. which I talked about earlier. And I've actually done an episode of it by this point. I'm, I'm planning on doing it with a friend of mine. Just the name uh, of that frog, it sounds yet. like something that if you say it three times really fast, Jack Blackwell parents start singing about face-mounting. <laughs> or something. I like that. Beals a buffo. Beals a buffo. Beals a buffo. Ah, there it is. No. <laughs> nah, instead it summons it's like, Jack Black, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> it's like it's that's true. <laughs> or like you, you've heard of the Bloody Mary thing, where if you say Bloody Mary in front of a mirror, she opposed to appear. I actually haven't heard that one. I've heard of Candyman when you say it three times, or. Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice yeah. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I Who love knows? when they try to do that in the second Ted movie and then Mark Wahlberg's just the Ted. Are you crazy? We don't want him running around here. And then he tries it anyway and he says, you are messing with powers that you don't understand. Cut the shite. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite Beetlejuice jokes is in Community. Are you aware of the show Community? Never heard of it. Uh, so they do a Beetlejuice joke uh, every once in a while, they someone mentions Beetlejuice in the first season, and then someone mentions Beetlejuice in the second season. In the third season, when they mention Beetlejuice a third time, you can look in the background, you can see Beetlejuice walking by in the, behind some <laughs> other students. So they were that was a season, a multi season long build up to that joke that you only see in the background. It's pretty funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I don't know where this came from in my demented brain but it just made me think of someone saying Pratt, Pratt, Pratt in the film and then Chris Pratt appears behind you and punches you in the face for some reason <laughs> he, w- he probably would wouldn't he alright anyways yeah, especially so, if it's his Parks Noah's... and Recreation persona <laughs> yes yeah I, lo- I like that show uh, the Noah Swords <laughs> which Masiakasaurus was a part of is a poorly understood group, but as far as we can tell, there are more basal form group of ceratosaur theropods that also includes Deltadromius, Elaphrosaurus, and Velocisaurus. You've heard of Velocisaurus? like Velociraptor, but it's a saurus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Deltadromius was a Dromius sword. No, no, actually, it's, it's a Noah sword, apparently. I thought it was too, but no. 
But I gotta say, Velocity sounds weird without Raptor after it. <laughs> like, what if there was a mm. Triceratosaurus? That'd be the same thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Actually, Doubter Dromius has disputed it. may have been a Neovenaturid Carnosaur, a Tyrannosaur, oh, okay. a Basilosaurosaur, or a Noosaurid. Okay, so there's options for Delta Dromius. Mm. We no one knows what it is, but it sounds like yeah. it's definitely not a Dromiosaurid, though, unfortunately. Yeah. And if it was a Neovenatoraid, um, or Torid, or whatever I pronounce it, that actually means it's an Allosaurid. Oh yeah! Wow, what the heck is Delta Dromius? <laughs> mm. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> well, the, the thing I read that said it was a Noosaurid was wrong. Okay. <laughs> Don't trust Wikipedia for your research, I uh, guess. Well, it says it's most likely to be a Noosaurid, but it also says that it could be um, disputed. That's true. You never know. it's got a close relative called Gualicho from South America, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, yeah, I think I've heard of that one. Which is very similar to it, but depending on where it's placed, it could mean Delta Dromius is classification is completely redone right well uh well in terms of rating the animal 65 million i'm gonna rate delta dromius like 30 million but this one i don't know like <laughs> i don't know what am i gonna rate i'd rate it a 60 myself because of those teeth those teeth are pretty weird yeah i think it's i think it's like a 55 million like those teeth are kind of it's one trick but it's a pretty good trick so hmm. <laughs> yeah indeed all right, well, that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact me at matt's D at matthewdonnellcreator.com. For any general questions to me or any of the co-hosts, I can relay any of the questions. You can find me on social media at matthewdonnellcreator on Facebook, at matthewdonnell64 on Twitter, at matthewdonnell64 on Instagram. I have a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle. Uh, there is a Masiakasaurus in it in a brief scene in a restaurant that's meant to convey how disgusting and nasty this restaurant is. That The Masiakasaurus is one of the waiters. <laughs> I thought that rang a bell. I was like, I'm just, I completely forgot the scene. Then I'm like, hang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Recognition, like a light bulb appears above your head in a cartoon. Right. Yeah, no, in the second Megazoic book, The Primeval Power, there's a there's a Masiakasaurus as a in a waiter mm. waiter in a restaurant. So, yeah, very poor choice sp- of career. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> All right, well, that, that's it for this week. As I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, uh, okay, do your Masiakasaurus voice. Sounds, I imagine, it sounds like Gollum. You know, <laughs> like my precious, my precious. Oh, what uh-oh. <laughs> That's a pretty good voice there. <laughs> okay, that's just Donald Duck, but okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.